Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! It is unbelievable. We are on our third edition of the Corner Taking Quickly podcast. So a big, big welcome to everyone. Uh, this is Gaurav here and I am joined by Aman. Hey guys. And Azhar. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Hi guys. <laughs> okay, awesome. So in today's episode, of course, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have uh, the Premier League game week 36 to talk about, of course. We have our team focus. And since this is our third podcast, uh, we'll talk about the team with the number three shirt sponsor, Chelsea, uh, in our second segment. And then in our third segment, we have our CTQ question of the week, which we will come to. Let's go. Yeah, awesome. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, PL updates from Game Week 36. I think the biggest match of Game Week 36. And of course, there are tons to talk, there's tons to talk about. Uh, but the biggest one was Arsenal versus Liverpool. Um, big, big shocker, I think, for uh, football, world football in general. Uh, Arsenal 2, Liverpool 1. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, let me take this one first. Uh, yeah. I think, I think. I mean, according to me, I think this is a game that that really doesn't affect. Uh, obviously, the results of Liverpool. Uh, they've already won the league. Obviously, it affects the the hundred point, the hundred point record. But mm. I mean, it was a mistake by by Virgil Van Dijk and Allison, which is which right. is something that is, is not expected at all. Yeah. But I mean, these guys are still human, you know. I think I think once in a while it's okay to make a mistake. Uh, the the best thing about the best players is that they minimize their mistakes uh, across an entire season. So yeah. in a way, I think it was okay for them to to make such mistakes and get it out of the way mm-hmm. in a game that really didn't matter to the result. Yeah. Uh, they did look. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a little concentration drop, which is which is quite evident after they've uh, after they won the league. But uh, I don't think I don't think it really matters in in the in the larger scheme of things. Yeah, of course. Azar, Azar, what are your thoughts? Because, of course, Liverpool is not going to get any of the big records that we were talking about before. Um, so, no quadruple, no treble, uh, no two trophies, just the Premier League, no 100 points as well. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so, we're still the fastest team to get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's not, it's not really no record. Uh, but, yeah, as, as Aman said, you know, mistakes are bound to happen. Like, the greatest of the greatest make the mistakes. And these were, like, two rubbish, like, really bad mistakes yeah. by two of the best defenders in the league right now. So, I mean, yeah. uh, I, I would say I would say Liverpool also had chances. If you look at, uh, if you look at Salah's header, Mane's, uh, Mane's one clear goal opportunity that he had. So, yeah, we did have opportunities. I wouldn't say Liverpool played badly, but uh, Arsenal were just, uh, I mean, they, they didn't they didn't slack it out in their defence like they usually do and, sure. and they, I mean, got the three points. So, that, that, was, that was, it was, it was a, it was a hard-fought game by Arsenal, but they, they also protected their, you know, their Invincibles record and stuff like that. So, yeah, good. Good, good game of football. Yeah, there were some cheeky banners by Arsenal in the stadium as well. Um, but uh, I, I was watching the game myself and it did seem like, you know, Arsenal were taking over Liverpool's pressing. Like they were showing more of Liverpool's pressing than Liverpool did. Um, yeah. But yeah, th- that was yeah. definitely one uh, one big game. The other one was uh, Leicester beating Sheffield. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big, I guess, game in the scheme of the top four. Uh, Awan, did you happen to watch the game? Did you? Did, what are your thoughts on the game? 
Yeah, I saw a little bit of the game yeah. uh, because it was quite interesting since both teams had something something big to fight for. So I think right. these are the games that are, are going to be quite interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I mean, for the last two or three game weeks of the season, mm-hmm. uh, Leicester uh, currently are on are on fourth position. I think with sixty two points, uh, yeah. just just under Chelsea after this game. So I think the 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 top four is going to be a a, a very interesting. A very interesting watch to see. Uh, I think it was a good game. It was a professional game by Leicester. Uh, Sheffield is not an easy team as as we've seen with their defence. Yeah. So, well done, well fought and uh, well deserved, I guess. Okay, guys. Yeah. So, so, what do you all think? Is Leicester actually cutting it in the top four? That's a hard um, question. But I'll let Amon go first on this one. Yeah, it's, it's a hard question only because of, uh, I feel like, the entire resurgence of uh, Manchester United all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, the, the, top four, the top four game has come down to what? Like uh, six points between like, uh, you know, four or five teams uh, fighting for it apart from, apart from City. Uh, I, think, I think Tottenham's out for sure. Wolves is still, you know, a, a good six points away from from where the other teams are. So I'm I'm guessing it's going to be between Chelsea, Leicester, and Manchester United going ahead. Uh, I think Leicester deserved it in terms of their entire season performance, even though they've been a little off since the restart. I think the I think Madison missing is a big part of uh, of why they're not playing as well as they should be playing. And as well as how they've played before, so I'm right. guessing that's that's going to be a big miss. But I think it should be a well-deserved victory. I think Chelsea, Leicester, United. I think any of uh, any of them coming into the top four would be would be quite well deserved. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. I mean, um, from Leicester's point of view, they don't have like I guess three of their very key players. Like you know, Amon said, Madison's definitely one of them. Uh, their fullbacks too, Chilwell and Pereira. Um, so that's definitely a little bit of a you know, downside for them, uh, but with United's momentum that they have, it's. It, I feel like it's going to come down to the last day. Um, of course, dependent on if Liverpool beat Chelsea or not. I mean, I still think it'll come down to the last day when Leicester play United and Chelsea play Wolves. Um, but yeah, I'm it's going to be a massive match of yeah, last day. It's going to be an amazing last yeah. day. I'm really, really excited for it. But I still think, and knock on wood, without bias, I still think that United will make it because of the momentum they have. Uh, so, so I think, uh, so I think, irrespective of what happens between Liverpool, Chelsea, it will come down to the last day where United or Leicester, one of them, will make it because Chelsea more, most likely is going to win the the other game, mm. uh, which I against Newcastle. So, so it's going to essentially come down to Leicester United, and I think one of them is going to just just miss it. And I hope. I really pray and hope it's Leicester. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So just, okay. just only because of the amazing season they've had. No, no other reason. Yeah, of course, Liverpool fan. Um, but yeah, talking about Wolves as well. I mean, uh, uh, they had a draw. They, they drew against Burnley, and uh, they drew against Burnley unfortunately in the last minute of the last last minute penalty. Um, and of course, Jimenez scored again in that game. Unfortunately, that means they miss out on the Champions League spot. But what do you guys make of their their season until now? And of course, they have a very big chance for Europa League, and it looks like they'll make it. Yeah. So in in terms of Wolves, I think Wolves have been a solid team since they've come back. Uh, you know, it's it's honestly quite impressive that the, that the, uh, that they've been in the top, uh, you know, nine or ten 
uh, sports uh, consistently. I think they have a great manager. They have a good dynamic team. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, after a while, I think uh, over the length of the season, it does get difficult to sustain yourself against, uh, you know, such top teams with such top players. Uh, so, I think Europa League is... is uh, is a very well-deserved spot for them. Champions League uh, is going to be extremely difficult. Mm. Uh, but good job to them. And I think Europa League uh, fits in terms of their performance. I mean, if I have to be super optimistic about their season, they still could get uh, the Champions League even if they miss out on the top four, you know, through the Europa League. Of course, there's some tough games to go. But um, Azhar, yeah. what are your, your thoughts on like Wolves and Burnley? So, Wolves has been unbelievable this season and uh, they've actually, I think, if, if I had to point one team out of the, out of the top, uh, out of the top, you know, the, the big boys of the Premier League, uh, even over Leicester, especially in the big games, I'd say these guys are proving to be, uh, proving to be a very big scare for all the other big teams, Wolves. If, if mm-hmm. I had to pick one team, it has to be Wolves. So, yeah, man, like, They've had an unbelievable season and uh, they have a crazy manager. So, I can only see it going uh, north from here for Bulls for the seasons to come, you know. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Alright, so I think that's our roundup of, um, I think, the most important games from the Premier League uh, this week. I think the other notable one was West Ham winning 3-1 against Watford, which means that West Ham will stay in the Premier League and Watford still... Uh, Know, battling it out with the relegation spots. Uh, but yeah, this wraps up our first segment and we're on to our next one. Alright, welcome to our segment two, our team focus. Our team focus for this week is Chelsea. Um, great team, uh, good manager. I like Frank Lampard. Um uh, they've already got some business done in terms of transfers as well and I'll let you guys take over on the transfers in a second but with the transfers they have and the position they're in currently what do you see um, where do you see Chelsea going next season and maybe in the near future as well in the next couple of years so so I'd like to start by saying yeah. that uh, that when you look at uh, any of these uh, any of these managers currently also in the Premier League and in the past any of these big managers like Pep or Klopp, etc. What they've actually done is that they've, I mean, each in their own situation, but they've come to the team and they have taken maybe, you know, two seasons, three seasons to settle in. And then eventually they've reached the peak. So, uh, in in Chelsea's specific case, I can see that, you know, they, they have so much change, change of managers. So, I can see Lampard sort of fitting in the in the system. Uh, only because he has that that exterior motive of actually managing Chelsea for a long time, and he's doing decently well, I think, with the transfers. Some really exciting players coming in. Yeah, I definitely think that they're going to be a threat for any team uh, next season, uh, any team in the Premier League, even the biggest of the biggest teams. I can't st- still see them challenging for the title the very next season, but okay. uh, hopefully in maybe uh, two years. Two years time, I can see Lampard challenging for the title. Really? For sure. Aman, do you see Chelsea challenging for the title next season or the year after with the transfers they have? Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, these guys are on a very good uh, uh, on a very good growth path. In fact, interestingly, I think if you look at like the bigger scheme of things in terms of world football, I think we're seeing a very big 
move now towards uh you know new upcoming managers who are inherently from the club who kind of understand the club's beliefs i mean if you see ole you see zidane you see uh, yeah. you know now frank lampard i think this is becoming i mean slowly becoming a trend that seems to be working i think clubs are now going back towards uh, uh you know towards what what they actually stand for what uh, what spirit they are all about and how they want to play to create an identity and i think lampard is a very very good uh, um a very good addition to chelsea in terms of that honestly i wasn't quite i wasn't quite convinced even with ole because uh, <laughs> you know no experience no i mean you know just i mean experience probably small teams and stuff and and, and come back but that's true i think great it looks great i think they're playing some very dynamic football i think their team looks their team looks sick going ahead uh you know with with zia coming in with wona coming in i think it looks like a solid team uh yeah. you know tammy abraham uh with mason mount with pulisic, pulisic right. i think i, I think pulisic, it looks like a big big team i think i think pulisic is stand out in terms of all the names that aman just said for me personally because mm. i think uh, he uh, you know will bring that dynamic that dynamism to chelsea's attack that yeah. hazard so you know you can see him evolve into a player that hazard was for chelsea so i mean they're big shoes to fill no doubt but i think i think pulisic is is a correct uh, is a correct replacement for sure yeah, yeah honestly sir. i would think i would go as much as to say i think it looks like on paper that they'll probably have one of the one of the best attacking uh sides nextly uh, uh next next uh, season for sure oh, yeah definitely yeah um I, mean, i know they're planning for some defensive reinforcements as well so let's hope that you know um a lot of the yeah. teams that are not challenging for the titles this season challenge liverpool and city again so it's not a two yeah. <laughs> two horse race again <laughs> um uh yeah there have been some good young performers as well i know you guys most spoke about uh, abraham and pulisic I think Kovacic has been my top performer for Chelsea definitely uh this season he's really like you know solidified that midfield um in that midfield three even with like you know Jorginho not playing at times sometimes Kanté not playing um Barkley just coming into form recently only as well so so yeah those are my I guess two cents on Chelsea but uh good for them I really hope they do challenge next season I do think that there may be like one or two players less on the defensive side to challenge um but yeah lampard seems yeah lampard seems like an exciting manager for sure and 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 lampard's been there done that you know he's won a, a few premier leagues with chelsea so he yeah. knows that you know he knows what it takes for the team and and he knows it was the defense that won chelsea the league in in the time that he was there so yeah. i'm sure he's going to you know eventually over the years if he's there for that long yeah uh, really defensively for sure Sweet. You know, honestly, funnily, I I don't think we've spoken about their goalkeeper. I think that's going to yeah, probably be the biggest <laughs> the biggest problem going ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I, I was reading somewhere that Kepa I think has uh, one of the lowest save percentages in the league. No uh, way. Not even in the top six. He has one of the lowest save percentages in the league, and I don't think uh, uh, Lampard really really favors him. Uh, but I'm guessing it's his price tag that. Uh, that that is kind of giving him a lot more games that he would have deserved mm. uh but yeah that will be interesting to see 
Sweet. Yeah, I agree as well. So yeah, let's hope uh, for the best for Chelsea, even as uh, fans from different teams. But uh, yeah, that's 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 about it for our second segment of Team Focus with Chelsea. Thank you guys. All right, awesome. We're here for our segment three, our CTQ question of the week. Who is your most underrated player of the Premier League 1920 season? Um, so I'll ask you guys your top three picks um, of who is your guys' underrated player, and then we we'll go from there. Aman, why don't you take it away first? Ah, uh, most underrated player of the Premier League season. I think, I think there has to be. I mean, there has to be uh, Jamie Vardy for sure. Uh, mm. in my top 3 definitely and and you know because he's because of the way he's i mean obviously the most number of goals in the season he's on for the golden boot and plus i think i think he single handedly is a major reason why leicester are even thinking about the champions league spots so i think he's had probably the most effect on a team and in the team's results yeah. in general uh, on a whole so i think jamie vardy for sure there has to be david silva and played definitely Um, not just because this is his last season and he's leaving, but I think he's 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 been one of the best uh, midfielders the Premier League has seen so far. I think he's he's handled the team uh, whenever he's come on really really well. Uh, I think you underestimate how much he affects the team and how skillful his play. So I think David Silva has to be in that definitely. Uh, for my third spot, I'm probably a little I'm probably a little confused between. Uh, You know, I'd say I'd say Raul Jimenez and uh, Danny Ings and probably Nick Pope. Uh, okay. These three are are I mean would probably be uh, very very highly mentioned on my list. Uh, but I'd say my my top three would definitely be Jamie Vardy, David Silva, and uh, and Danny Ings. Definitely, I think I think Ings has been moreover injured through his entire career. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when he was at Liverpool, I think he was just bogged down by so many injuries. I don't think we ever got to see. Danny Ings in his in his in his full prime form. Prime, I think this is the yeah. first time we've actually seen him non-injured. Yeah. And uh, to be able to uh, compete with the top teams in terms of the Golden Boot, I think he's been on fire, man. This guy's been a proper robot. <laughs> yeah. I think the last the last like uh, you know, I mean, I think since the starting of the season, not even the last like 15 game weeks, but I think since the starting of the season, he's been he's been an immense immense goal threat for every team. I think uh, on the league. So these three would be my my topics of which I think the most underrated player of the Premier League season would definitely be Jamie Vardy for me, hands down. Sweet, definitely. So Jamie Vardy for Aman. Azar, what about you? Top three, and then your if you had to pick one of them. So, so uh, Jamie Vardy for sure, uh, because of uh, reasons that Aman said, of course, top uh, top goal scorer in the Premier League right now. Also, uh, I mean, he's he scored. Uh, he he's been the uh, You know the penalty taker, so so Leicester is looking up to him. He's created. Uh, he's he's. I think in the top eight, ten uh, players in the Premier League right now, yeah. uh, in terms of the chances created uh, over the season. So uh, I think definitely, even in terms of assists, he's given. I think uh, uh, I think one less, uh, maybe one, one, uh, an assist or two less than uh, uh, than the. Than Salah or any of these big big team players, so I think Jamie Vardy is one of the definitely one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Uh, another very 
very interesting uh, uh, opinion of a very underrated player i feel like is adma traore because uh, traore because when when you look at a lot of stats you know you look at his number of assists you look at uh, his dribbles per match and overall you look at the effect that he has had on wolves in the big games uh, yeah. i think traore is is some is is a player that every big uh, uh you know full back is scared of if if they're yeah. facing him yeah. he is the he is the biggest of the biggest team because given his size given his pace he is he's a beast so i think adma traore also and uh, of course my my third pick uh, definitely would be danny ings also because mm. danny ings has scored has has had a 20 goal season and he's come out of nowhere he's come out of nowhere to a uh, uh, really sort of struggling uh, team and he's produced an unbelievable season so i think danning and also uh, interestingly enough danning's i think one of the only uh, you know top scorers in the top 5 who ha- doesn't take penalties or who hasn't taken penalties scored any of penalties so i oh, think really? danning has got the most uh, uh, goals if you don't count penalties and i think that's insane for a southampton player to have in the premier league so <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Sure. By the way, interestingly, interestingly, uh, I read the article. I read an article the other day which said that Adama Traore doesn't do weights. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've read that too. But it's hard to believe, man. Like, how is it possible? He's a tank, bro. So, so coming to my top three, uh, I mean, out of the top three, if I had to pick one, yeah, uh, I think I would, uh, I would pick Jamie Vardy because. uh you just you just have to be a force of nature to get the goal the kind the number of goals he's getting uh, season on season so for me it's jamie at his age that's crazy yeah J- jamie wardy as well yeah so for me okay so firstly i think on traore you know it's really funny is when you google traore he weighs 72 kilos and when you google daniel james he weighs 76 kilos and i have never seen <laughs> anything more wrong in my life but uh <laughs> <laughs> but coming to my uh but coming to my point of uh, i think my top 3 underrated players in the premier league um first first for me would definitely be aspri quetta because uh, i don't think chelsea have a great defense um he's played center back at times he's played right back he's played left back and he's really really commanded that team and yeah like they they couldn't really buy players so of course they couldn't upgrade on rudiger christensen and zuma um and um Reece James has just come in as well so Aspilicueta would be my definitely you know like up there for me second one would be i think overlaps with Aman so that would be David Silva for me um i think in the last 5 years or like 5 or 6 seasons he's had this is his third season where he's had like double digit assists i think he has 10 assists this season and um six goals so that's that's very very big and You know, like Amon said, like the play that he has, it's very silky. It's it's just amazing to watch. Even though he's from City, and I'm jealous that he's from Manchester City and not Manchester United. <laughs> and um, I think the third one for me, I, yeah, of course there are many options as well. You know, there's Jimenez for me. Um, there's Danny Ings. There's Vardy. But I think the third one for me would be Matic. I mean, so this sounds like way out of the blue and might sound and might sound biased, but um, as a United fan, uh, I know that like United's play and their momentum has solely been based on Matic. I mean, you know, like you know, a lot of people praise Pogba and Bruno and 
Martial and Rashford and Greenwood getting all these like praise, all all this praise, but without Matic, they wouldn't have, I think, the mental freedom to express themselves even more. That's my personal belief because we don't have a CDM to match Matic's qualities, um, and I don't think that Fred and Scott McTominay are up to it. But if I had to choose one of them, I think for me the most underrated would be David Silva. For sure. And he's up there for me. He's definitely a Premier League legend for me as well. It's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, Gaurav, but I don't, yeah. I don't fully, I can't fully buy the fact that you picked uh, David Silva for one very simple reason. Yeah. If you look at his number of assists, okay, his number of mm. assists are 10. Yeah. Uh, he does his set pieces, uh, green. But if you look at players like uh, maybe Traore or maybe, uh, you know, Javi Barnes from Leicester City, mm. they have, uh, nine and eight assists. In terms of assists, if you're uh, you know feeding the the top uh, strikers in the Premier League, uh, which Man City have, if you're feeding uh, balls to them, ten assists is not a great feat according to me. And yeah. there are you know in uh, the top eight, there are given like nine and eight assists. So, so I think it's it's a difficult. I mean, of course, each one to their own, but I think. It's really difficult for me to see David Silva as the most underrated. Uh, honestly, I'd like to add something into this. David Silva hasn't played, hasn't started 13 games for City this week, by the way. So, yeah, and, I, I uh, agree as well, yeah. And out of, he hasn't started 13 games and hasn't even been subbed on in 13 games. So, this is excluding everything else, by the way. Yeah, so, yeah, for me, yeah, like, yeah, definitely, like, uh, maybe there's a little bit of bias, like, you know, seeing like him play like for like the past, I guess, 10 seasons that he's played in Manchester City. Yeah. But uh, for me, he's very, very underrated and he deserves legend status in the Premier League and even this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So that brings us to the end of our third segment. All right. That uh, wraps up our podcast, our third podcast. Uh, for corner taking quickly um we do apologize for the sound quality because we're of course recording this online um since we're you know adhering to the lockdown rules if you do like our podcast if you have some comments to share please do put your comments in there and if you do like our podcast please like and subscribe um this is gaurav over here saying bye and uh this is amanya saying bye take care guys bye guys see you have a good game week ahead yeah thank you guys and thanks for listening and see you in the next one Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! yeah! He's given it! Yeah! <laughs>